0: I'm
1: listening to Steve Hillage from his first solo album Fish Rising. This tune is called Afticlid. It's from way back in 1975 when I was 15 years old. I wish I knew this existed at that time. Uh, it was off into other things unfortunately we're going to move on now ruth a belgian band that was formed in 1971 the name of the band is popol vu we're going to play two songs from one album and then we're going to get into an entire other album from them that was came out in 1976 i forget the name off the top of my head To the Gates of Delirium, and I am Perkins Warbeck, the 23rd. This is Mutiny Radio.FM from San Francisco, California. This is Popol Vu. That was Popol Vu, the title track from the album Letzte Tag. Letzte Nacht. Yesterday and Last Night. This album is from 1976. We are listening to the whole thing. Next up, we're going to listen to the track entitled. Wanderings in English. You are listening to the Gates of Delirium. I am your host, Warbeck, the twenty-third, and we are all here on Mutiny Radio, at FM. <laughs> Seventy-six album "Letzte Taka, Letzte Nacht,"a yesterday and yes, last night. We listened to the entire album. The last piece we heard was "Haram Dira, and before that, a whole bunch of songs, titled in German. So that's all vo- we have for you. This week, here on the Gates of Delirium, my name is Perkins Warbeck. I will be back back next week for two more hours of the most obscure and exalted progressive rock the world has never known. You are listening here on mutinyradio.fm. The time is a little bit before 8 o'clock. Here in San Francisco, a little bit before 11 o'clock, In Connecticut. And three o'clock in Amsterdam. For those who get around. Thank you very much. We'll see you next week.
2: Jimi Hendrix. By God, it was. Uh, we're going back to the basement. Uh, let's see. This is uh, Nicholas Edwin N I C H O L A S E D W I N. Song's called Brown Paint. It goes like this. Let's see. Well, let's see. We're gonna tell you anything about Nicholas. Um, uh now he's out of chicago so let's see let's see what this is brown paint this is um we got that turned up touching that uh it has accepted my request processing
3: I
0: This is Carly Ozard. I'll be back in about five minutes, ready to bring you House of
2: Pride Radio. Yes, yes, that was uh, shriek back. All lined up. We're going back to the basement. This is, um, I'm going to say his name, man, because uh, he just sent it to me. Uh, hope there's no one after you, Nicholas. Chicago. Chicago, the Chicago Muskous- We're um, by there. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, We go. This is called Bury Him Quick. If you dig this, look for uh, Nicholas. uh, What? Nicholas Edwin? Dude, you sent me something earlier.
4: Double
5: dipping,
2: man. All right, we're going to do it because uh, I like your style, man. (laughs) Uh, Bury Him Quick.
0: Just kidding. <laughs> Happy 420, everybody. This is Carly Ozard at House of Pride Radio. We are celebrating 420 with you today.
6: Watch a full-length movie on YouTube yeah. with my big man. goes de Carlo uh that's the french not the good good now let's watch a full length movie on youtube with michael michael go michael go michael go michael go
4: omg it's l w a f l m o y t Welcome to Let's Watch, a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. How are <laughs> you, man? Hey,
6: Mike, what's going on? OMG, That's for yes. your FYI.
4: FYI, OMG, it's L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. We are streaming right now as we do every Sunday at 2 p.m. on MutinyRadio.fm. If you haven't checked it out, please go to Mutiny Radio. internet radio from san francisco and we're on it we've been on it since 2016 we're on every sunday 2 p.m you can listen to our show first if you'd like to subscribe to our podcast please remember this acronym l-w-a-f-l-m-o-y-t type it into your podcast app boom there we are and we are also right now on youtube with a video version of this podcast carl we watch a full length movie on youtube yeah. with you let us with the audience carl is don't
6: ask uh, me it's producer. a switcheroo don't ask the movie
4: no i was going to say you are the producer of this show you've written the theme and, song you you well, talk to celebrity comedians it's, it's, uh,
6: it's a bit of a drag
4: okay carl i'm i'm lauding you and you also <laughs> research and watch the movies that we watch we're gonna watch a full length movie on youtube this is the old switcheroo this time, mm-hmm. I picked the movie. I researched the movie. I've watched this film three times prior. We're going to watch it right now. Carl, movie this week is Animal Protector. Animal Protector. Nin- 1989 okay. is a David Carradine movie. Really? Direct from video. Yeah, direct from video, as the kids say. And it is hosted, Animal Protector, M-O-H. Is it M O H
6: M H O.
4: M-H-O-Vault. Movies. Oh, hey, oh, uh, vault. Go what ahead and type you? in Animal Corrector. 1989. You're going to find a full-length movie on YouTube. 88. Find a full-length movie on YouTube. You hit the link. Hit pause. Move the timer to zero, zero, zero. And when we say go, we're going to hit go with everyone else. If you're watching us on the YouTube, we are doing something different this week. We're going to be watching the movie uh, on YouTube as part of our video. So hopefully everything still sinks and there's no lag, etc. Uh, Carl, I'm really excited for this movie. And to kick it off, Carl has interviewed a celebrity comedian. I have. Yes. And he's going to talk to the celebrity comedian. We're going to learn about the celebrity comedian. And then celebrity comedian will do the countdown. And when that comedian says go... Let's go, and we'll start the movie. I haven't listened to this, but it's probably one of my favorites. Take it away, Carl.
6: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Vin Baker. Welcome, Vin.
5: <laughs> oh, guys, you're too
6: Now, Vin, you and I are out there on the comedy scene. We're bumping into each other at shows, and most of the time at open mics. Now, I think you're relatively new to comedy. Tell me how long you've been doing this and especially what you got, what started you off?
5: Oh, uh, I'm just basically hitting my year and a half mark right around there. Wow. Um, So yes, definitely new to comedy. Um, What started me off in comedy, I've always loved it. Always been incredibly interested in it. Always has, I've consumed it since I was a child and I've always been that kid that I would get in trouble from teachers cuz they would yell at me cuz you know I just loved making people laugh. It was it was my thing. Um this is the typical comedian story. I was a, I was a fan. I was always
6: the class clown. I wanted to get into it. But what actually made you, I don't know, go to an open mic or step in front of a mic for the first time?
5: Yeah. Absolutely. So what made me do that is because I always wanted to do it, but I never had the ball. That was that was the the reality of it. And um, Carl, I'll be honest with you, I I put myself out there for a girl, and it didn't work out. Okay, okay, and, you've uh, been there before. Yeah. You know, and I sat there, and I said, you know, I feel like crap right now, and if I could sit there and feel like this, I can go up on a mic and bomb and be fine. Okay, okay. And then that's when I took the I, – I started with uh, Chip's class.
6: Okay, so you took the class at the Comedy Cove with Chip Ambrosio. Correct. And that is what, okay, so did you do any comedy before that show? Did you go to an open mic? Carl, I think I
5: lost you. Carl, you still there?
6: Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, there you
5: are. You disappeared for a second. You're back. So
6: was that the first time you ever did any comedy, was going to the show and learning?
5: Or did you, like, try an open mic before you signed up? No, so actually I was researching open mics. I was researching um, like comedy clubs in the area and Scotty's came up and then right there in the corner, it said comedy class. And uh, I was like, you know what? Um, Yeah, why not? You know, I, so I clicked it and uh, I didn't even know until the first session that it it ended with a live show. Oh, okay. And now it's a bringer. Did you bring people? I did bring people. I did bring people. Okay, so
6: who were you in the class with that you're now still friends with, like PJ or John Greer or somebody? Were you in the class with somebody who I associate you with today?
5: No, everyone from the class, is uh, they haven't continued. Okay, and so you met those guys at Scotty's Open, Mike? Yes, so I met PJ at uh, at Scotty's, and John Greer I met at uh, Tommy Fox's, one of the shows. Tommy Fox. That's a show that Chip always
6: does. Uh, what is that town? Uh, Lynnhurst. Uh... It's uh, uh,
5: Bergenfield, I think.
6: Bergenfield. Okay. Yeah, that's a popular show. And he rotates people through there. I've had the pleasure to do it once or twice. So you did you come to the table already with some material or some premises in mind? Because I know Chip's yeah. all about the writing.
5: Yes, I... Um... Essentially, my first set that I ever wrote was just like stories that I've accumulated over time and that I, I knew they were funny because I always told them to people. And then it just came down to I've never sat there for 10 minutes and told just stories back to back. So I was like, all right, now I have to loop them together. How can gotcha, I make it gotcha. flow? So you did come to the
6: table with something and Chip made it all work.
5: Yeah, Chip is uh, he's great. Honestly, I love him. Yeah
6: okay so a year and a half and already you're skyrocketing you've got funny material and you're working in this production company renegade comedy productions i think you got two shows already completed in june tell me about renegade comedy productions how did it start what's this all about
5: so renegade started um i I was just sitting there and uh i I love i loved going to shows and um You know, there are some people that like John Greer puts on a perfect show, like everything from start to finish. He's just so organized with it. And then I've had people where, you know, Carl, you could probably attest to this where it doesn't feel as organized. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just really wanted to get involved with that. I wanted (laughs) to I wanted to see what it felt like behind the scenes of it all, because I love going up on stage and talking, but also at the same time, like. You know, I'm newer to this, and there's a lot of people that um, have been doing it for uh, quite some time, and I have a lot to learn from them. So I want to be able to sit there and just watch them do their thing. So um, I was sitting there I was like, you know, maybe I'll start putting on a show. Maybe maybe that'll be uh, the new thing for me. Maybe that's what I want to start to do in 2023, 2024. And uh, 2023 started with me actually doing the fundraiser show for my father. Um, okay. It's really funny. I worked with Chip on that. So I Wait, what?
6: What's, something's wrong with your dad? So he has an issue? Or...
5: Yeah, my dad has stage 4 lung cancer. And he started, oh. uh, when he found out he was um no longer going to be here, um, oh. he got a terminal uh, diagnosis, he said instead of just like sitting there and not doing anything, he decided I'm going to help people. So he started collecting cereal for um, people in need who are hungry, homeless, because it's a food that just doesn't go bad. Right. It so um, he collected like... It was like 1,500 cereal boxes. Then he hit 2,000. And I was sitting there, and I'm like, here you are doing comedy shows. You should do a fundraiser, man. So I talked to him, and he was 100% about it. Uh-huh. And then on New Year's Eve of 2020, turning into 2023, right? he ended up in the hospital. And we didn't know if he was going to make the weekend or not.
0: Oh, okay.
5: And lo and behold, he fought through. He's a fighter. He got through. And I'm like, all right, you've been thinking about this. Now I have to, now I now have to do action. I have to make this show happen. So I didn't know how to do that though. So I called Chip because that's always like my go-to person sure. when need to do something in comedy. And Chip said, give me, give me a day, give me one day, and we'll have, we'll have venues. And literally the next day he messaged me and he said, we have this place, this place, this place, this date, this date, this date. Wow. And we landed on, I think it was, um, actually I have the poster right here. Because I'm gonna frame it. Uh-huh. <laughs> so we ended up Valley Burger and Brew. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So um that was on the 27th of uh January. We did Valley the show. And Brew. Yeah, what that's a that's in New
6: York. That's um... uh Rivervale, New Jersey. River Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay.
5: So um I did that show with Chip. Uh Chip helped me out a lot. And we ended up uh, you know, it was a fundraiser. They're they're easy to sell out, but nonetheless we sold it out. That yeah. was a great feeling, um, and that kind of solidified. I was like, "All right, I want to, I want to take that next step. I want to be behind the scenes." And then um, here we are now. I was, I've been trying to think of, you know, like different things to do. I want to try to make it fun, you know. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: Um. But we, yes, uh, we just finished our first two shows. We had um, a show on June eighth and June seventeenth, both both close together. But uh, yeah. it was a challenge. It's definitely a challenge having them so close together. But uh, it was fun nonetheless. And Vin, you get to book people.
6: You're a kingmaker. You're a kingmaker, right? People are coming uh, you, Carl, to you. Carl, I don't <laughs> want to brag or nothing, you know? <laughs> A celebrity comedian. <laughs> okay, now there's also some st- stuff going on on YouTube. There's an existing show you're going to join. It's Broke-Ass Sketch Show. Yes. Tell me about this. Who's your partner in this? I think the- it's the second season
5: yeah tell me about this coming out um broke ass sketch show my partner in it is jake nemes um ass sketch show it's honestly it's craziness it's you know it goes from topic to topic Um, there's celebrities but they're not real celebrities we're you know (laughs) we're making fun of celebrities you know uh changing their names you'll know who they are um and what we what we did was you know we were looking at the first season of broke ass and we said you know what can we do to make it bigger make it better just more fun and now we're sitting here because it started in the pandemic. That's when Jake was just in his in his apartment, talking to himself. Gotcha. He's insane. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, him and I were talking. And I said, "All right, well, let's get more comedians involved, right? We have we have a whole source of them now, yeah. right? You're doing stand up. I'm doing stand up. We know people. Some people are interested. Some people not so much. Some people are just interested in the writing side of it. Mm-hmm. But um, so we're, we're we're forming a team for season two and uh, it's really really exciting we got some really cool ideas um and uh, they should be uh getting released soon uh slow and steadily
6: so this is already on youtube is that the name of the channel
5: broke yeah, broke ass sketch as- as- show yep okay, so you can so see doing- jake uh, as i said he's just in his apartment um being crazy so you recommend waiting for season 2 right Oh, well, absolutely. I mean, season two is going to be astronomically better because Vin Baker's involved. No, I'm
6: totally <laughs> right. Okay, now, Vin Baker. Everyone at home is poised to watch this film at the exact same time as we do here in the studio. So everyone at home must press play at the exact same time as we do here in the studio. That's what you're here for, Vin. So why don't you go ahead and give us that celebrity comedian countdown?
5: All right, I'm ready for that. I'm prepared. Oh, three, two, one, go.
4: Thank you, Celebrity Comedian. For that Celebrity Comedian countdown, we're starting the movie in kind of polarized footage. This is a movie by Mats Helge. Olsen is his full name. He is a prolific director. He hasn't Um, directed anything since 92, but he's still alive. He was born in Sweden in the 50s. And he made a series of movies. This is Dag. Come on. Face to face. You got that 80s upbeat music.
6: Right. So it's Yom, I guess. And it
4: looks like that. That's AR Hellquest is one of the guys. You can't miss okay. him. So we have a theme song by Dag. This guy Dag wrote Hotline Miami 2, the theme music for the video game. But mm-hmm. back in the 80s. He did the music, and this director, he knows he's like a perfect butcher, you know, tail to snout. No footage, not reused. So we're seeing <laughs> footages from this movie. We're actually watching the last 20 minutes of the film, wow. but it has special effects. It's a little Chroma polarized, team. solarized. Polarized, yeah. solarized. While this music, go ahead, crank up the song for a sec. It is,
6: it is. This was a big theme of the '80s. Let's go back to Vietnam and turn it into Reagan
4: cool Yeah, you know it's funny you should mention Vietnam because there's going to be a speech where Carradine turns to one of his commanders and he's like, "They didn't respect us in that because we volunteered." Oh no! So this is definitely a hatred movie. And no Wait, there we
6: go. Here we go. We're going face uh. to face. <laughs>
5: You I thought I had the paused the
6: movie because it pauses itself and I thought right. I made a mistake. So we might be one millisecond behind. Uh happy the to rest restart, the girl. Yeah. Oh. All right. I like this music, Dag. Dag, it's good.
4: Well yeah, he uh he did it with another guy. Uh I have the music. It is written. This song is by Dag Unering, he uh, and co-written by uh, Peter Oz. So there you go. All right, let's start this movie. We start We're off you know any, You know, anything is more entertaining is slow motion, Carl. Yes. So a lot of this uh, action will just be slow motion shots of people getting hurt, and right. that's gonna count as drama. So we start right off at Devil's Rock, which is a US military base. Oh my goodness, this
6: is shot horribly, horribly.
4: Well, Carl, I want to bring up Fishburgers, the public access TV show we shot in late nineties, late 80s, early 90s. Yes. This we had better quality.
6: I swear to God. The thing is that we had a VHS. It was cable access. We had no lights, no director, no well, I guess I directed, but you know what I mean? Like we're really shooting they've got budget and stars. They've got a Carradine.
4: Well, they use this Carradine like a good butcher. He worked with uh, this director, a Swedish director, in like three or four films, all shot at once with the same act. All these actors you see, that Beardo guy, uh, so that carries friends, him out. Uh,
6: not friends, but always. Oh, he worked yeah.
4: collaborators. He worked, he shows up, by the way, he shows up in the first half of this movie holding a drink. <laughs> if that kind of helps out, thanks. So look, woo 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 woo. Couple guards dead. This is Devil's oh, Rock. No. This is a secret military US military beast base located somewhere in Sweden. Uh-oh.
6: Ah, uh, I, think... I interrupted you before. It was Sweden. Okay. Uh-oh. Yeah. What's
4: there's someone out there, someone escaped. We gotta go. So, so it's
6: after Nam now and, and he was yeah. he'll be remit. okay, okay. Yeah, Are we in the eighties or yeah?
4: This is the eighties. Now, by the way. I don't know if the word "stolen valor" valor means anything to you. Everyone is wearing a different uniform. Look at all the pins he's got, badges. Yeah, like really high. Looks like Norm storming Norm Schwarzkopf didn't have as many badges or whatever (laughs) medals. So yeah, they're all wearing different outfits, different uniforms throughout this entire movie. They're all playing soldier in this film. It's ridiculous. Look, there's Mm -hmm. Kenny Loggins. Someone called him Kenny Loggins on the internet, and I agree. (laughs) Rogers. Now, he's the bat. So they all have American names like Benderson or Deacon Dung or whatever. Yeah. So mm-hmm. basically, it's not really established, but Karenine is the villain throughout this movie. Wow, and he runs he's this not super- the hero. He's the villain. No, he's the villain. So we start off with the villain's lair. And basically, he has a biochemical experimental lab that the US government has in some Scottish okay, okay, castle yeah. in Sweden.
6: So those guys aren't military people, they are, or their ex, but they work for Carradine as the bad guy.
4: Right, but Carradine's military is Colonel Whittemore or whatever. So they're all U.S. military, but they're, they're experimenting on animals. And may I say, maybe even humans? That's so. Cool. And they've been taking money from the government. Big because plot of their point. paychecks? Well, the experiments cost millions of dollars. So they have like millions of dollars lying around.
6: Okay, wait, now, wait, wait, wait. So they're yeah. funded by the government. The government yep. doesn't know they're bad guys.
4: Right. But Congress has a whiff of it, and Congress wants to stop
6: their experiments. Now, are they right now, this second, in the military or no? They're out of the military and they're contracted with the military.
4: No, they're in the military, but they're uh, in a Swedish base and they're okay. doing awful experiments on animals and humans. Okay. And the government Congress wants to shut it down. And not only that. There's two other adversaries that we're going to be introduced to in this movie, and I okay. guess they are the heroes. So, Peta, Peta, PETA you know, I never pet a, you know, my humor is about animals and uh, breaking the fourth wall. People say <laughs> I, I have a pet of humor, but uh, <laughs> anyway. So, thank you for that joke. It, yes, I am talking. Yes, I'm responding. So that they really good, good economy of this film. So, CIA is going to call Lomax investigate and find the money. And not only that, they're gonna bring this Kurt Russell looking like a motherfucker.
6: Uh-huh.
4: Uh who I think he's CIA or something like so CIA and the FBI are gonna come and try to infiltrate this, but they are not the only infiltrators. There's also a group of animal protector
6: ah animal protectors.
4: No 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 did you say the plural uh animal, sorry, protector. animal protector right not <laughs> animal protector you could go blast it. Not animals protector or animal protectors. Animal protector.
6: It, so oh, that is Kurt Russell looking
4: guy. Yeah. His name is A.R. Hellquest. I think it's Anders is his first name. And he, listen, I researched, I, I basically went through, I watched a little doc on, on Carradine, but basically I just went through IMDB and Wiki because mm-hmm. nothing really pops out. This guy, Matt's Helge he worked with the co-director co-writer and him worked together they're both Swedish directors and producers and writers and they've all worked together this is co-written by Anders Nielsen and he's actually in IMDb he's listed as the uncredited director of Helge's Russian Terminator movie okay. and he also worked with Mats he co-directed Fatal Secret now, Fatal Russian Secret has Terminator
6: damage. movie so it's like he's an android or a robot kind of thing
4: yeah, no, the movie's called Russian Terminator.
6: Oh, it's called that. Now, why yeah, are they burning th- a body? Who did they burn?
4: Great question. So she's infected. I don't know who she is. I swear to God. Did like She was one she, of the
6: experimented upon?
4: Yeah, or I think she was trying to liberate. Basically, two people oh. escaped, and when they find the woman, she's like, "I'm
6: get away. I'm contaminated. I'm, okay. I'm contaminated. Get away.
4: Okay. Yeah, here's more special effects. IMDB trivia for this director uh, charmingly says that uh, charmingly. he is hearing impaired and has trouble breathing after all the smoky explosions in his films. <laughs> <laughs> that was a trivia for him.
6: He's hearing impaired yeah, he, because did that genesis from an explosion that he himself directed? There's
4: nothing. This movie, you saw the opening credits. here. Now, here's the bad guy's bad guy. Okay. This guy wants to shut it down. What? Yeah. Yeah, like little shits like that. And David Curry, he has so the right. sir
2: We are investigating the matter. We are not certain it was intruders. You're not certain.
4: Look at that oh, I am.
3: Major Henderson, do you all hmm. Okay.
4: So there's majors and there's colonels. I think they just throw these terms around loosely. I don't I don't think any of it. Look, he's wearing, like, a Green Beret hat, cap. Yeah, I don't understand yeah. it. I think, like, in Sweden, they had a warehouse, and they're just like, what's your size? <laughs> <coughs> Great. You're a French Navy man. He's the bad guy, but don't worry. Come up, and we'll be coming up to him. He's saying, no, like, he's you know. a
6: bad guy, but he's an underclassman, if that's not the right term, I'm sure. He is, you know, um, Carradine outranks him.
4: Yeah. I mean i figured colonel is a big rank
6: gosh you know maybe we should just look up the hierarchy
4: well i know that a high card that a pair oh, beats a high card
6: right royal flush beats
4: yeah now are you questioning it me
6: or- it's blue that doesn't isn't army right
4: i don't know I, it's really strange okay Military so here are the in order here Wait, animal girl. protector yeah animal protector now these all these women have appeared in other movies the there's two girls both named ava in this and then look
6: how pretty the... look you see the oh. one in the in the in the navy hat
4: yeah i was gonna say i like them old excuse me can i get boat to go to military base
6: <laughs> look at this uh... typical stereotype of the desperate woman trying to hit on some hot guy
4: I know, I mean Hollywood just keeps cranking out these films, enough with the stereotype.
6: Look at this incel chick.
4: <laughs> so you wish. Her name is uh, Sandra Mullen. She's probably the most respectable actor, Swedish actor in this movie. She had a huge career uh, and she's kind of known as an actor. She, she's been in children's shows, she's been in movies. She's, she's been in like three of these Hellgate movies uh, in a row. But she went on to be, like, she's probably the most noticeable actress. Let me
6: listen to this. Lot. I'm sure you're a very nice guy. And you
0: wouldn't want to see me sad just because I couldn't find my poor little dog, would
6: you?
4: The an dog immortal, went to the you? island.
6: Boy, that's so bad acting. That is so bad. Even the body language of how she was touching him. He's like, I read that women, <laughs> you know, it's really
4: strange, and there's no follow-up to it. She just kind of oh. you know, gently seduces him. He basically says, you know, if you're looking for a boat, you should talk to the captain at the end of the bar. Oh, no, 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 he's going to do it. They're going to give, I want $2,000. And they're like, here's 3000 I have $5,000. right, here you go. Here's all our money. They're And giving... he's like, okay, look at all that money stack. Yeah, look, it's America. It... You can tell this is America because there's an American flag.
6: Right, and that was American money.
4: It was a lot of American money. That's at least four hundred bucks in that pile.
6: And did you see how old? <laughs> did you see how old school it was? Like it was the you know before the before... anti-counterfeit bills of today.
4: Oh yeah, where it just says twenty on it.
6: <laughs> yeah. So he
4: basically he... says, "Bring a bottle of booze to the pier at three a.m. and you got yourself a deal." then so they're right. going to infiltrate Devil's Rock. Okay, here's this. Here's the Nam speech i to crack it up. search when these crusading idiots released him? That's right, sir. Was he sick? We're not sure the to what degree he was infected, oil. sir, but all three bodies are clean now. You know, clean okay. out. they burned them. And the time is right. I'm gonna make them pay. <laughs> make them pay, Carl? Why? What did they do? Why? I remember Why? when we came back from them.
6: Yeah, Yeah, I
4: remember when we came back We're from them. The Nam. ones they hated the most.
6: Yeah. The volunteers.
4: Yeah. Volunteers. Real soldiers. The real soldiers. I
6: remember, so. I remember Colonel. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because of John Kerry. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. It was the mood of the nation. You guys are being declared. you committed a cross That's what they when heard. They can control it. we're very close to now. Yeah.
4: Let's whisper in the commentary. We shot at a Scottish <laughs> castle <laughs> for Hamlet.
6: Yes, we did. She did a ca- ha- castle for Hamlet. And listen, Mike, I was thinking... That castle still stands. I was thinking it might be fun to do a reenactment.
4: Like I, I would, would love to re. Sure, as an actor, I always love uh, approaching my favorite roles, like Hamlet. <laughs>
6: and look, I could get the big book, right? That's and I right. I still have the a
4: big book of my collegiate co- uh, Shakespeare book.
6: You do? Yeah, of course. Is it in? What do you think? I. LA it's or... here in Los
4: Angeles. Yeah, it's probably on the bookshelf behind me. How Listen, to any big before? book, what I learned from college is to keep all the big books. <laughs>
6: <laughs> They're most impressive on your...
4: Oh, yeah, sure. People are like, how many times have you read Ulysses? I'm like, "Uh, okay, here is John <laughs> Santino, typical American. This guy looks exactly like Kurt Russell from Big Trouble in Little China. There's no this way around it. This man is Rick Lomax. Lomax, CIA, CIA. Picture taken by CIA. I think Santino is playing Tonto. (laughs) He thinks he's the Lone Ranger, Carl. Ah. But he's actually Tonto. (laughs) Nice little pop culture reference, because in Sweden, that's all they had on TV. By the way, the director's in this movie.
6: Yeah, you said he's going to be drinking... Okay, so...
4: I don't know if he's... No, Carradine drinks for the first half of this movie, and then the second half he just basically points guns to women, but... um, (laughs) What is his rank? He's Colonel. He's Colonel Colonel Whitlock. Okay. So does that beat a three of a kind?
6: That beats Full House, (laughs) Two Pair, General... Oh, it's right under General. So you have General, Lieutenant General, Major General, and Brigadier General. I did not know that. And then Colonel is next. Lieutenant Colonel Major Captain.
4: Wow. All right. So this guy's pretty high up there. Yes. He's no General in the Storming Norman, but he's definitely Colonel Carradine. Are you a fan of, of the Carradines, the acting family? We have Robert. We have Keith. We have David. We have their dad, well, John. Well, the
6: Carradine family is hit or miss. Like, look, you know that Keith. Which one is this, Keith Carradine?
4: This, this is this is David.
6: Okay, so David Carradine, if he's in Quentin Tarantino's thing, if he's in Kung Fu, but then he's in this bullshit. The same oh, with yeah. his other brothers. It's it's not well, like are you a fan of the Carradines? You got to be fans of movies because they will bite a dick. They will absolutely take a shit absolutely. roll. And do their father
4: empire. was notorious his father was in like 400 movies you know mm-hmm. I, I watched the movie amazon uh no uh babylon the the movie about uh, hollywood and he I reminds me of the Brad Pitt character what's that
6: uh, i was making a babylon five joke
4: oh babylon okay, five Yeah, sure.
6: hollywood. Mm-hmm.
4: okay so listen so kurt Ru- uh russell there and lomax they are trying to infiltrate devil's rock and they're at the only bar here in the island, <laughs> and it's a nightclub. This is actually a great scene. Look at him; does he? a spitting image. And by the way, his shirt's on for some weird reason. But he'll remember instead
6: of that. being Kurt Russell. Know, it off. It, I'll get
0: you, you with, with my <laughs> scientists. They perform
6: experiments to the animals you wouldn't believe. There's all these actors, it's a real there's bad there's place. A the soldiers drinks of the US Army. I was
4: reading that in one of his movies, all the actors were speaking phonemically they had no idea what the English they were speaking
6: uh-huh so they were just phonetically they were just yeah. saying how it sounds you it's know about- I want
4: to give a shout out Carl to uh Karenine and Roger Corman they've had a very long relationship together uh he perfect did a uh,
6: perfect example here yeah. would be with Tarantino and he'll be with Corman right I mean they just at whatever made, role give them
4: even Even this movie, okay. Here comes bad guy. This is not really explained, but look, he's going into his jacket, his trench coat. He's got a knife. Oh, he's got this laser-sounding gun. yeah. No, the sound is great on this. I'm going to ask you to crank it up because you're going to hear the hysteria
3: of the crowd
4: when, when, once he pulls out the gun. Look, everyone's here. We go. This is the background. Ta-da! Ah. Ah. Bartender doesn't even break the glass. Whoa! The glass the bar. That was ah. Ah. Wow! I know. Look out, John Waver.
6: That's good choreography, Chris. Look at that. Ah. <laughs> That's fun!
4: Ah. Okay, he comes with lasers. He has a silencer on, so he can't hear it come on <laughs> Terminator
6: looking question Terminator they put thought into this man it wasn't like okay you three guys fight they choreographed this
4: oh absolutely it does remind me of John Wick like, 4 I mean it's it's definitely like Stuntman having fun there we go you hear that
6: yes <laughs> You.
4: That's a regular oh. gun. Oh. Oh.
6: Those sound kind of like magnum shots. That was not the right
4: kind of sound for that Are We still screaming people?
6: Ah. I think the music gets in the way.
4: Oh yeah. Well, you know, Doe Anderson, D-O-G-H, the opening credits. He did yeah, no. Boxcar Bertha. You know Oh, Car- Carradine was seeing uh, Barbara Hershey. They were, they were a couple for for a long time, including when uh-huh. they did Boxcar Bertha, and that was kind of his big film. But he also, you know, he's known for Kung Fu, and that was 70- – seven. he did 66 episodes back in the 70s. Right. And he quit because he wanted to be a movie star, and he did – he played Frankenstein, the character in Death Race 2000, the Roger Corman-produced Paul Bartell movie from wait a 75. Second, wait a second,
6: wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. This is what I'm talking about. David Carradine has a national hit, right? There's only three stations. It's a big hit. It's got good ratings. Everyone knows him from it. He's famous from it. He's making money. And he says, fuck that. I'm going to go do B movies, B movies. No,
4: I don't think, I don't think, I think he said, I'm going to, I'm a movie actor now, and I'm going to play a psychopath car driver so people realize I'm no longer Kane from Kung Fu.
6: Okay, so it was a, it we, we was a stepping stone to bigger movies yeah. and changing an image.
4: Yeah, I mean, he's always been acting. He he acted with his father in Christmas Carol back in 1947. He, was, he played Shane in the TV movie version of Shane back in the 60s. He, the, the he cow- was working. Yeah, you know, he, what's interesting for me is that he graduated Oakland High. He, he was born in 36 uh-huh. in Oakland in Hollywood. Uh, it was his father's first wife. His oh, mom's not San second Francisco, husband. Oakland. He was in Oakland, California, Oakland okay. High, and then he went to San Francisco State. Okay, uh, and he met a bunch of beatniks and shit like that. He got he went to the army. He was, he was in the military for two years in 1960s. He was he drew like uh, military aid guidebooks. Uh, he didn't he didn't really fight. He you know he has a. A troubled history one thing here. these these stunts are ridiculous because there's quibs like shooting one thing about this movie carl a lot of gunplay absolutely no titties in this movie there's no okay. nudity in this film i just want to let you know right now all right no, no yeah it's just
6: pew pew pew
4: playing let, soldier
6: let me let me interrupt i know you're doing a little backstory and carotene here but i just want yeah. to ask some questions okay Two guys met in a bar. They said, yep. we need to break into the military place because something's going on. They're doing experiments on uh, yeah. dogs and chicks, even though we'll never see any groups Then what? Like eight guys showed up like uh-huh. a murder. Like to, how did they know? We
4: just saw there was a scene prior to that where with Carradine looking at the files of Lomax. Oh,
6: oh yes, 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 yes.
4: Okay. So basically yeah, they're saying know. like, the CIA is sending these guys. They're meeting at the American Bar right there in the Swedish waterfront. eight
6: guys not be like? If you were the guys, wouldn't you just walk in the door as if you're just a patron? Go up to the two at the bar, bang, bang. Like, why no. do you burst? I would out walk
4: in. and pew pew. I would walk in very cool, like like I'm a Terminator. <laughs>
3: Oop, All right, you. so
4: yeah, look, so they the ladies uh, the hair band got their boat, and they're mm-hmm. going up here. They have a map. They told them. And also, uh, I guess Kurt Russell, he was yeah. talking to that fisherman. You have a boat? He goes, "Yeah, it's in my car." What? It's what? in your car? Yeah, it's inflatable, man. Oh, <laughs> that's the dialogue in this movie. How
6: interesting! All right, ladies. Rocks are shaped perfectly mother nature is is really a mystery
4: Swedish nature he did a cannonball in 1977 with Corman he played the guy named cannonball but it was based on the cannonball run movies Came, we were oh, oh okay that's so Corman. I don't Can know you if you saw yeah well death race 2000 was this great like yeah race movie and blood Death. I think it was death
6: sport was the sequel Except for women Uh, slapping. I remember a bad woman slapping scene, and it was a big star like Sylvester Stallone.
4: Sylvester Stallone, yeah, he plays a gangster in there. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, he he probably did. He was one of the contestants. So during this time, like, he also was in Ingmar Bergman, who's a famous Swedish director. He was in Serpent's Egg and... uh, you know, it, it, uh, apparently he's not the only actor. There's a lot of Swedish actors who work for Bergman and work with Helge, you know, this actioneer film, and then this classy film. But he also played Woody Guthrie in Bound for Glory, this Hal oh, movie in the 70s. I and saw
6: that.
4: You did? Was it sure. good? Yeah, well, it that kind of— through
6: a plate glass window. Uh, Alice—or am I thinking of yeah. Alice in Restaurant? I did see uh, Bound for Glory. So, you know,
4: it winds Absolutely. up that Karen is actually, he plays music, and that film really helped cemented his second career as a musician. Uh-huh. He even played that stupid flute, you know what I mean, from uh, Kung Fu and Kill Bill. Oh,
6: the pan. Yeah, uh, he knows how to play it. Now. So we've got two different unconnected yep. groups infiltrated. That's right. They don't know each other.
4: And look at the sign. It says, welcome, conventioneers.
6: Why is she wearing earrings? That's inappropriate for this kind of job.
4: So who do you, who who would you talk to if you met these ladies at a bar?
6: Um Who's your so type? the lead one. Not the one with short hair, not the one with the earring. The lead one. She's All right. she's uh, is it pretty she is pretty, but it is um there's something um
4: there's there I am by myself. Oh my myself.
6: <laughs> Don't wanna eat. Oh, I got a boat. Oh, <laughs> In the weeds, reeds. Or... Oh. Uh, so you know,
4: he he proceeded to do Corman movies throughout his career. He was in um, Wizards of the Lost Kingdom two. Wait, are they just around...
6: practicing?
4: I'm sorry. Oh, no, I think they're not practicing. I think, uh, oh, maybe, yeah,
6: I don't know. It's really strange. I guess so. The soldiers. Okay, now, Wizards of the Lost Kingdom one. That's a Corman. So I was reading about that. Like, they. uh, Corman met some guy at a party, said, Remember we did that wizard singing? It was like, let's make a second one. Yeah, Because we were going to do that film, but Mystery Science did that film, so fuck that
5: shit. Fuck so that um, shit.
6: I did a little research, and I bumped into this. So go ahead. Oh, yeah. I should mention one thing about him and Barbara, Ber-
4: uh, Barbara Hershey Hers- was mm-hmm. that they're the only couple that posed nude for Playboy magazine in the 70s.
6: Oh, they – okay. They'd-
4: they did recreated scenes for boxcar bertha this is all from my wikipedia but now did they was... do
6: it after john lennon and yoko ono or before maybe you don't know
4: oh, it was 72 carl so i don't know when. And that,
6: that's really close that's right around yeah, the same time
4: around the same time oh you didn't hit pause did you
6: by a mistake just for two right. seconds hello acting
4: acting <laughs> did you bring the ice
6: <laughs> Hello, acting though. yes.
4: Hello, I... bottle service. Oh no, no. Uh, scene acting. Okay. He thought it was bottle service, so he answered the phone. Yes, another bottle. I'm phase, acting
6: though. mad.
4: This guy, like, the, he looks the most American out of the lot.
6: Okay, the guy who's standing, that guy. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. And he actually kind of he directed and wrote an, another film for Matt uh, Matts Hellgate. They all
6: work together. This was the day they rented the chopper.
4: There's a lot of scenes like that. You can tell what equipment. they Oh, okay. Got so it day. wasn't
6: one day, because I've I've seen movies in which, like, in the beginning, middle, and end, you've got like overhead. Sh- and it was like that's the day they had the chopper. They got all their shots. The lighting's yeah. the same. The clouds look the same.
4: Right, right. It's the same seagull out in the background. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay, this guy – all right, here's how our come up this scene. is
6: shot? Is this 16 millimeter? You wouldn't know, but
4: – I swear to God, I get flashbacks of a public access show because this is how we would shoot, but we would be shooting at Carl's house. We wouldn't be yeah. shooting – like uh...
6: so Some of these scenes, you can tell they're not using a tripod, and at this time in film, you wouldn't hand – I mean, MTV hasn't even come around yet. You really would always tripod.
4: Oh no 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 this is eighty nine. There's MTV.
6: Oh yes 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 you're right you're right excuse me.
4: He's saying I'm gonna shut you down and I'm gonna take all the money you have in surplus. Here, have a drink. Thank you. Here crank up the
6: volume, Carl. Okay. Pump up the volume, pump up the volume, and Charity. Wow. It's the Mark Marin.
4: What luck. So- you can't he sees anything. right through the curtains, by the way. He saw, saw the plane landing. The, the guy's going
2: to investigate
4: this thing. He's going to find out everything. And I
2: mean everything.
6: He's supposed to be an American. If he doesn't, I'm going
2: to I don't talk. know what's the accent. I've I have watched know, this
6: I movie three times. I not realize he speaks long.
4: like this. Yeah. I think you're really gone too far. You got going you're going too far. You're a Anderson? You
6: chicken shit. Okay, hang on. <laughs> We Don't are eat. dog meat. Uh-oh. Whoa! Look at that! <laughs> there was something in this drink.
4: That's what happens when you drink with David Carradine.
6: He slipped up All right. Mickey.
4: But it's just a drink, because